Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. The hadith of last week. The hadith of last week. Can you remember? Hadith of last week. Anyone? Need a jump start? Mumtaz. Ittaqillah haythuma kunt. Fear Allah, whatever you may be. And follow up a bad deed with a good deed which will wipe it away. And deal with the people with good character, good manners, and good conduct. And that was narrated by his companion. Huh? Abu Dhar. What was his name? What was his kunya? Abu Dhar? Jundab ibn Jinada. And? Abu Abdul Rahman. Mu'ad ibn Jabal. Radiyahu ta'ala anhumah. Now, the hadith of this week is the hadith narrated by Abu Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas. Abu Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma قال, he said كنت خلف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that I was behind the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال, and he said يا غلام oh young boy إني أعلمك كلمات he said oh young boy I shall teach you some words احفظ الله احفظ الله He said protect and preserve Allah And for now we're going to literally translate that and we're going to explain the meaning of preserve and protect Allah because one may ask immediately how is it possible for us to preserve and protect Allah But for now the literal literal translation preserve and protect Allah يحفظك He will Preserve and protect you. Ihfadillah. Preserve and protect Allah. Tajidhu tijahak. And you will find him. You will find him before you. Wa'idha sa'alta fas'alillah. And if you ask, then ask Allah. Wa'idha sta'anta fasta'im billah. And if you seek aid, if you seek aid in someone, then seek aid in Allah, with Allah. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ لَوْ اجْتَمَعْتْ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ Know that if the Ummah, the nation, all the people, were to gather together to benefit you with something, لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ They will not benefit you. They will not benefit you with anything except for that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except for that which Allah has written for you. And if they were to gather all of them, the people, the nation, all of them, to harm you with something, except for that which Allah has Written for you that that harm is going to come to you. Now, رفعت الأقلام, the pens have been lifted, وجفت الصحف, and the scrolls have dried. And that was recorded by Imam Tirmidhi, and he said that hadith is Hassan Sahih. And in other than the wording of a Tirmidhi, he said. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Preserve Allah Preserve and protect Allah You will find him Amamak Before you Ta'arraf Ilallahi fi raqa Ya'rifka fi shidda Be mindful Remember and know Allah In times of ease And he will Be mindful and remember you 
He'll be mindful of you and remember you fishidda in times of difficulty. Now, وَمَا وَعَلَمْ أَنَّمَا أَخْطَأُكَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَكَ And know that which didn't come to you, that which passed you, لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَكَ It was never going to come to you. وَمَا أَصَابَكَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُخْطِئَكَ And that which comes to you, then it was never going to pass you. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبَرِ And know that aid and help comes with patience. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبَرِ وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبَ And that opening comes with that karba, that hardship that a person is going through, that difficulty that a person is going through, that calamity. وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى And with hardship comes ease. حَدِيثٌ عَذِيمَ أَيُّ الْإِخْوَةِ وَصَايَ عَذِيمَ Tremendous pieces of advice given to the Messenger of Allah uh, given from the Messenger of Allah to Abdullah ibn Abbas. As for the narrator Abu Abbas, Abdullah ibn Abbas, then as is the uh, norm with Imam al Nawi, then whenever he brings a narrator, a Sahabi, for the first time, whenever he mentions a companion, a narrator for the first time, then he mentions his kunya. He mentions his kunya. And so here he mentioned Abu Abbas. It's the kunya of Abdullah ibn Abbas. Naam. And Abbas, yani, the father of Al-Abbas, Abbas being his eldest son. His eldest son. The, the eldest son of Abdullah ibn Abbas. And so he named his son with the name of his father. And so his son is Al-Abbas ibn Abdullah ibn Abbas. Al-Abbas ibn Abdullah ibn Abbas. Now, and Abbas, yani the, the father of Abdullah, then he was from the A'mam, the uncles, the paternal uncles of the Messenger of Allah from the youngest uncles of the Messenger of Allah the youngest. Hmm. Yani, that which is mentioned is that Al-Abbas was two years older than the Prophet ﷺ, two years older. And it's possible that a person may have an uncle who is just slightly slightly older. It's possible that he could be younger. A person could have, a, have an uncle who's younger than him. So what does that mean here in this situation here or concerning Al-Abbas and his connection to the Messenger of Allah ﷺ? Then he was his paternal uncle, the brother of his father, Abdullah. And so, when, when the Messenger of Allah was born, then only two years before, the, uh, Abdullah, the father of the Messenger of Allah had a brother who was Al-Abbas. Now, so, Al-Abbas was born, the brother of Abdullah, and then two years later, Abdullah had the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. So Abdullah ibn Abbas, what's his connection to, to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Cousin. Cousin. Nephew? Cousin. Huh? The connection. Abdullah ibn Abbas to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Cousin. 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 His paternal cousin. The son of his uncle. The paternal uncle. Now. So Al-Abbas was from the youngest uncles of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Now. The mother of Abdullah was Umm al-Fadl. Umm al-Fadl. Umm al-Fadl. Because the eldest child of Al-Abbas was Al-Fadl. Al-Fadl. Yani, which makes him the brother of Abdullah. Abdullah ibn Abbas had a brother called Al-Fadl. And that is why Al-Abbas, his kunya was 
Abu al-Fadl. Abu al-Fadl. And his mother? Umm al-Fadl. His mother's name was Lubaba. Bint al-Harith. Which makes her the sister of the wife of the Messenger of Allah. Maymuna bint al-Harith. Maymuna bint al-Harith. Who was the wife of the Messenger of Allah. So that makes Umm al-Fadl. Baba. The... To the Messenger of Allah. Aunt. Or the wife of his paternal uncle. And also... Huh? Sister-in-law. Now. Now. This Umm al-Fadl, ayyul ikhwah, is mentioned that she was the second woman. Second woman to accept Islam. After Khadija. As for Abdullah ibn Abbas, then it is mentioned that he was born three years or four years before the Hijrah. And he was young, three or four years before the Hijrah. And that is why he's considered considered as being from the Sigar of Sahaba, from the from the younger companions. Now, and when he was born, the Messenger of Allah made dua for him. He said, Allahumma thaqihu fi din Allah give him understanding in the religion. Wa'allimhu ta'wil. And teach him the ta'wil. Yani the interpretation of the Quran, the meanings of the Quran. And so that is why he became Habrul Ummah. He became the, the alim of this Ummah, the scholar of this Ummah. He became known as Al-Bahr. And the ocean, the ocean of knowledge. Turjaman Al-Quran, he became known as. The one who used to interpret the Quran. Now, this was Abdullah ibn Abbas. To the point where Amr ibn Khattab, he would take Abdullah ibn Abbas with him into the, into the gatherings. The gatherings that he would have with the senior sahaba. The senior companions. And then they would say, as Al-Bukhari he narrates, they would say, well, why can't we bring our sons? Why can't we bring our sons? If you can bring Abdullah ibn Abbas, why can't we bring our young sons? And so on an occasion, he invite, he called them, and he called Abdullah ibn Abbas. And he asked them, he said, what do you say concerning the meaning of the saying of Allah, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصُرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجَدَ Surah. And so some of them, they said that this means that when the Nasr of Allah comes, the aid of Allah comes, when the Fatih and the opening from Allah comes, then we should seek forgiveness, and we should make tasbih and so on. And others, they remain quiet. Others remain quiet. And then he turned and he asked Abdullah ibn Abbas. He said, He said, what do you say? And he said, that means the ajal of the messenger of Allah, meaning that his life, that he's, he's going to die. He's going to die, that the messenger of Allah is soon to die. Now, and then, uh, Amr ibn Khattab, he said, he said, I don't, I don't know other than that. That's all I know. That's what I know also. Concerning the meaning of, yani, uh, these verses. Naam. And Musruq also, Musruq from the Tabi'een, he mentions, and from the students of Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, I met 500 companions. I met 500 companions. And whenever they would differ with Abdullah ibn Abbas, he would continue to establish the proofs against them until they would submit to him. Until they would submit to him. And then he would say, Musruq, he said, فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُهُ That if I would see him, قُلْتْ أَحْلَمُ nas. And when I would see him, I would, I would say that he is from the most forbearing, forbearing of people, most patient of people. وَإِذَا تَكَلَّمْ And if he spoke, I said, قُلْتْ أَفْصَحَ النَّاسِ The most eloquent of people when he speaks. And when he used to narrate, قُلْتْ أَعْلَمُ النَّاسِ 
I used to say he's the most knowledgeable of the people. Now, and it's mentioned that the people used to gather. They used to gather outside his, his house. They used to fill up the pathway and the road to the point where it wasn't possible to walk down the, the pathway. Full people waiting to come into his house, waiting to come and learn from him, waiting to come and, and, and study and learn and ask. And on an occasion, when one of the companions of Abdullah ibn Abbas, he came in and said, the people are waiting outside. And so he, he said to him, go and say that whoever wants to ask about the Qur'an and its huruf, and the letters of the Qur'an, yani the meanings of the Qur'an, so on, then let him come in. And so then they would come, those who wanted to ask about the Qur'an, they would come and the house would be full. Full. And they would continue to ask and he would answer. Until then he would say, Ikhwanukum, your brothers who were still waiting outside. And so then he would send, and they would go, and then he would, he would uh, send, and whoever wants to ask about al-halal and haram, then let him come. And then he would go and say, whoever wants to ask about halal and haram, then come. And they would come, fill up the house. They would ask, and he would answer. Ask and ask, and then he would say, Ikhwanukum, your brothers. And then he would say, whoever wants to ask about uh, uh, about the Arabic language and shi'r and poetry then let him come in so he was a alim he was a faqih and he was a bahr he was, he was an ocean of knowledge this was Abdullah ibn Abbas as we mentioned before whenever we mention a sahabi and his father was a companion also then it is uh, يعني, Better for us to say radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma. Or we can say radiyallahu anhu wa'an abi wa'an ummi. Because all of them were uh, companions. Abdullah, his father, Abbas, and also Umm al-Fadl, his mother. Now, he died, ayyul ikhwah, in the 68th year after the hijrah. And he's mentioned the 69th, he's mentioned also the 70th year. 70 years after the Hijrah. In Ta'if. In Ta'if. And uh, it was Muhammad uh, ibn Hanafiyyah who prayed over him. Now. And he narrated from the Messenger of Allah Likewise, he narrated from all of the Khulafa. He narrated a hadith from all of the Khulafa. From Abu Bakr, from Umar, Uthman and Ali. Radiallahu anhum. And all of the Sahaba. Uh, يعني, uh, many of the Sahaba. Many of the Sahaba. Now. And likewise, those who narrated from him, Anas ibn Malik, uh, Sa'id ibn Musayyib, Sa'id ibn Jubayr from the Tabi'een, and many of the Tabi'een, many of them. Naam. And he was from the Mukthireen. Mukthireen, from the Mukthireen of the Sahaba. The Mukthireen who? Abu Hurairah. How many? What does it mean? Mukthir, when we say Mukthir? Huh? Those who narrated more than? Thousand. thousand. More than a thousand. Mukthir? Uh, mukthir, when it comes to the terminology of hadith or the, the, the narrators, then the mukthir is one who narrates more than a thousand hadith. And so he is from them. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he narrated 1,660 a hadith. 1,660 a hadith. And this is from his a hadith. Now, he mentioned that the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, or that he, before he mentioned the a statement of the Messenger of Allah and the advice of the Messenger of Allah he said Kuntu Khalf al-Nabi I was behind the Messenger of Allah behind يعني, either walking behind or Radif uh, as a Radif riding behind him on his beast on his riding beast now and يعني, there are others <laughs> who were also in this same position or in this situation where they would ride behind the Messenger of Allah from them Mu'ad ibn Jabal from them Mu'ad ibn Jabal from them Al-Hasan from them Al-Hussein and others in fact some of the Aimma they uh, authored concerning this the uh, Aradif of the Messenger of Allah those who wrote yani wrote behind the Messenger of Allah yani the, the, some of the scholars have, have wrote concerning that the names of all of those who were behind the Messenger of Allah Now, but for a benefit, for a benefit, that here, the Radif in this hadith, 
as we mentioned, as we know, is Abdullah ibn Abbas. In that hadith, where Ibn Abbas narrates that he was radif of the Messenger of Allah, meaning riding behind him, riding behind him. And the Messenger of Allah, he said, Ulqut li hasa. He said, pick up for me, hasa. Yani some pebbles, yani during hajj, some stones that we use for, ramil jamarat, the stones that we use to, 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 to throw the stoning pillar. So he said that I picked up seven hasayat. I picked up seven hasayat, seven of those pebbles. And then the Messenger of Allah he said, Amthal haula farmu. The likes of these, the size of these, throw these. Iyakum walghulu fiddin. Beware of going to extreme in the religion. فَإِنَّهُ أَحْلَكَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلُكُمْ الْغُلُوْ فِي الدِّينِ Indeed, that which destroyed those that came before you was what? غُلُوْ Going to extreme in the religion. Now, here, Ibn Abbas narrates this hadith. But this is Al-Fadl Ibn Abbas. So the Radif in this hadith is Al-Fadl Ibn Abbas. And the Radif in this hadith Ya Ghulam, inni u'alimuka kalimat is Abdullah ibn Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas. Because a person may come across that hadith and he reads an ibn Abbas and he thinks it's Abdullah ibn Abbas. But no, it's Al-Fadl, his older brother. Al-Fadl ibn Abbas. And this is why the scholars, they pay special attention to the names of the ruwat, the names of the narrators, the names of the sahaba, names of the tabi'een. Naam. Because... Yeah, and it's possible a person may think that this narrator is so-and-so, but it's not. It's not. For example, Jabir, when a person, he reads an Jabir, that he thinks it's Jabir bin Abdullah. But there are up to ten, as far as I remember, ten, as uh, Ibn Abdul Bar, he mentions in his kitab, and also others, uh, up to ten. From the Sahaba, named Jabir, Jabir bin Sumra, and others. Hmm? And so... Uh, yani it's important that we know the names of the narrators or for those who specialize and those who uh, yani, uh, study the uh, hadith. Likewise, even with the, 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 the kunya, the kuna, then from, from them there are those who have the name, the same kunya. Abu Abbas, there are two from the companions with the name or with the kunya, Abu Abbas. Abu Abbas, Abdullah ibn Abbas, and also Sahal bin Sa'ad al Sa'idi. Naam. Ya Ghulam. So the Messenger of Allah, he said, Ya Ghulam. Oh, young boy. Ghulam is one who, yani, is, at the, is between the age of weaning. The age of weaning up to around nine years old. Up to around nine years old. And it's mentioned that Abdullah ibn Abbas, when at the time this occurred, and when the Messenger of Allah, said this to him, that he was around that age, around 10 years old. Now, إِنِّي أُعَلِّمُكَ كَلِمَاتِ Indeed, I shall teach you some words. And in this, the scholars, they mention, it shows the husn ta'lim of the Messenger of Allah, how he would teach, and that manner, and that exemplary manner, and that good manner, uh, of teaching. For here, the Messenger of Allah, he, he, yeah, and he brought his attention, got his attention before giving the advice. Inni kalimat. Indeed, I shall teach you some words. So the scholars, they mention here that when the alim or the muallim, he teaches the muta'allim, when he teaches, he teaches the, uh, student, that he should use these Types of expressions to bring the attention, to cause them to be attentive. Yani, hmm? uh, so that that which follows is more likely to stick and more likely to benefit. Naaman, to remain with the, with the, with the, the, the one uh, who is going to hear what follows. Naam. And so, the father with the son, the teacher with the student, 
or anyone who's in a position of advising or, or teaching. And so any of us, when you teach, when we teach our children, or anyone that we are in a position of يعني, giving advice to, then we can say the likes of this. I'm going to teach you something. Or Khalid. If your son's name is Khalid, I'm going to teach you something. The likes of this, it has an, has a, has an effect. And it brings uh, the attention. My, my, my father's going to teach me something. And it, what comes to the mind is that which follows is important. Now, I'm going to teach you some words. And as it's coming in one wording, words that by way of which Allah will benefit you with. Words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will benefit you with. Now, Protect and preserve Allah. That's how we translated it. Yani when we initially read the hadith. But the scholars here, they mention that the meaning of this is Allah. Preserve and protect the boundaries of Allah. Preserve and protect the boundaries of Allah. And that is by protecting and preserving the awamir of Allah, the commands, the wajibat. Protect those wajibat, those things that are wajib upon you. The salah, the zakat, the psalm and the hajj and so on, all of those wajibat. Protect them and preserve them. Keep on top of them. And also, preserve and protect the prohibitions, meaning by staying away from them. Stay away from the haram. Stay away from the haram. These are all the boundaries of Allah, the hudud of Allah. Yahfadk. And if you do that, if you do that, then Yahfadk. And He, Allah subhanahu will Preserve and protect you. Preserve and protect you. And the reward for you preserving and protecting the boundaries of Allah is that Allah will preserve and protect you. And here, this is the principle in the religion Al Jaza min Jinsil Amal. Al Jaza min Jinsil Amal. That the reward is as a result of the actions. Or يعني, in uh, uh, terms that we may, we may be familiar with. Uh, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Many ways in how the people they express this. You reap what you sow. Al jazam and jinsil amal. Yeah. Or the reward is a reflection of your actions. Hmm? And similarly, we have in the Quran, Hal jazaul ihsan illa ihsan. Is there any reward for ihsan except for ihsan? Hmm? And likewise, in the Hadith, uh, man. مَنْ نَفَّسَ عَنْ مُؤْمِنْ Whoever يعني نَفَّسَ عَنْ مُؤْمِنْ قُرْبَةً مِنْ كُرْبِ الدُّنْيَا نَفَّسَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قُرْبَةً مِنْ قُرْبِ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ And whoever يعني helps his believer يعني and makes his hardship and the calamity that he's going through makes it easy for him and helps him then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove some hardship. Whoever removes a hardship from his believing brother, then Allah will remove that hardship from him, a hardship from him, from the hardships that he will face, yawm al-qiyamah. وَمَنْ سَتَرَ مُسْلِمًا And whoever covers the fault of a Muslim, سَتَرَهُ اللَّهُ Then Allah will cover his faults, فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ In this life and in the next life. الْجَزَاءَ مَنْ جِسِ الْعَمَلِ الْجَزَاءَ so in this hadith, here, Preserve and protect the boundaries of Allah. He will preserve and protect you. The uh, preserving, and you preserving the boundaries of Allah, that is the amal. And the jaza'ah. When you preserve and protect the boundaries of Allah, that is the amal, that is the action. The reward is يحفظك. The reward of that action is that he will preserve and protect you. Allah will preserve and 
protect you. نعم. احفظ الله تجده تجاهك. Preserve and protect the boundaries of Allah. You will find him before you. And again, this is also jaza. This is reward of that action. The action of of preserving the boundaries of Allah, the hudud of Allah. Now, and so you, whoever does this, whoever preserves and protects the boundaries of Allah by carrying out the awamir, the commands, staying away from the nawahi, the muharramat, those things that are haram, then his reward is that he will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before him, protecting him, guiding him, guiding him to that which is good for him, protecting him from that which is evil. As the scholars, they, they, they explain when they explain this hadith. Now, and the hifth of Allah for his slaves is in two ways. Yani in his dunya, his dunya, that which is connected to his dunya, yani his, his life, his, his health, his body, his provisions, and likewise in his deen, in his religion. In his religion, Allah will protect him in his religion. Allah will protect him from doubts. Allah will protect him from that, that, that which harms him in his religion. And likewise, Allah will protect him uh, in the hereafter also. Now, and then the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَاسْأَلِ اللَّهِ وَإِذَا اسْتَعَنْتَ فَاسْتَعِمْ بِاللَّهِ And if you ask, then ask Allah. And if you seek aid, then seek the aid of Allah. إِذَا سَأَلْتَ If you ask, ask Allah. So this su'al here is asking Scholars, they mention this is, this is du'a. When you, when you make du'a, make du'a to Allah. So this su'al here, and this asking is du'a. And du'a is ibadah. Du'a is ibadah, as we know. Du'a, mukhul ibadah, as we, we, we took in the kitab, Flatul Usul. Du'a is the essence and core of ibadah. Du'a is the essence and core of ibadah, of worship. And so here, it is this saying of the Messenger of Allah is Mutabiq of Iyaka Nabud wa Iyaka Nistain. That you alone we Nabud we worship and you alone we seek aid. So it is as though the Messenger of Allah he said, is as though he's saying, Ida Abatta Fa'bud Fa'budillah Wa Sta'anta Fasta'in Billah. So this is يعني similar to that which we say in Surah, surah Al-Fatiha إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ نعم And also in this hadith, in this statement here of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu is an indication to taking the means يعني ask Allah and seek the aid of Allah ask Allah and seek the aid of Allah يعني ask Allah Take the means and seek the aid of Allah when you take the means. Ask Allah, take the means and seek the aid of Allah when you take those means. Because as we know, that a person, he is forbidden from depending on the means alone. We ask Allah, we make dua, but then we, we take the asbab, we take the means. We take the means. So if a person, he wants, he wants to have children. You ask Allah that you have that He provides you with a wife, a righteous wife. You gotta take the means, and then you gotta get married. And then you may get married. So you're taking the means of getting married, and then you go even further and take the means which is needed for you to have a child, so you have the relations with your wife. All of these means you're taking, but you don't depend on those means. But you ask Allah and you seek the aid of Allah with those means. You ask Allah to provide you with a child, because even though you took the means, does it mean that the child is going to come? Now, and that is why the Messenger of Allah he said, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. And he said, Ya'ani, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Ya'ani, strive now. Strive, Ya'ani, towards that which is beneficial for you. Strive for that which is beneficial for you. وَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ And seek the aid of Allah وَلَا تَعْجِزْ Seek the aid of Allah and don't give up. Don't give up. And he strive. Keep striving 
and seek the aid of Allah. And don't give up. Don't give up. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his aid. Naam. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ لَوْ اجْتَمَعَتْ عَلَىٰ عَلَىٰ أَيْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ قَتَبَ اللَّهُ قَدْ قَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكْ Know that if the Ummah, all of it, and all the people were, were together, together, to benefit you with something, they would not be able to benefit you with anything, except for that which Allah has written for you. وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا And if they gathered together عَلَىٰ أَيَّذُ الرُّوكِ To harm you, to harm you with something, they would never be able to harm you except with that which Allah has written that is going to harm you. Now, and so after teaching Abdullah ibn Abbas, these words and these pieces of advice, and after he said, when you ask, ask Allah, and when you seek aid, seek the aid of Allah, then he, he's teaching him that there is no one or nothing, or no, no, no matter who, come, come together. Then there is no one that can benefit you. No one that can benefit you if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't written that for you. No one that can harm you if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not written that for you. And so they cannot change. They cannot change the qadr of Allah. They cannot change the qadr of Allah. And so this is emphasizing, emphasizing this, the, the asking of Allah and seeking the aid of Allah. It, this is like a taqeed of that which has come before. The Messenger of Allah stressing that which came before. Ask Allah. Ask Allah alone because there's no one else that can benefit you. Ask Allah because there's no one else that can harm you. Even if all of the people were to come together. The ummah, all of it. Yani the ummah from the beginning to the end. That's how some of the scholars explained it. The ummah, all of them were to come together. They could not benefit you. And it's also been mentioned... The Ummah here means the Khalq, all of them. All of them. The creation from the beginning of time to the end, all the people of the earth, if they were together to benefit you with something, they would never be able to benefit you with something. With, 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 with that, uh, except with that which Allah has written for you. And likewise, they would not be able to harm you with anything, except that which Allah has written uh, yani for you, that it would come to you. And this is in agreement with the saying of Allah, in the Quran, That if Allah يعني, touches you with some harm, يعني, some harm comes to you, then there is none that can remove it except for him, except for Allah. And if he wants for you some khair and some good, فَلَا رَادَّ لِفَضْلِهِ Then there is no one that can prevent, prevent that, pre- prevent that bounty from Allah. Naam. وَلَا مَانِعْ وَلَا مَانِعْ لِمَا أَعْطَى وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعْ There is none that can give or there's none that can prevent if he, if he gives, and there is none that can give if he prevents. Now, and so after teaching Abdullah ibn Abbas to ask Allah alone, to seek his aid alone, then he taught him that everything is in the hands of Allah. Everything is in the hands of Allah. And that there is nothing that can take place except with the Mashiach of Allah, except for the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here in this hadith, we heard, katab. Lam yanfa'uk illa bishay'in qad katabahu Allahu lak. And then, they would not be able to harm you, except for that which, qad katabahu Allahu alayh, katab. Except for that which Allah has written. We mentioned in that hadith, the hadith before, the last hadith, and remember that hadith? Inna Allah kataba al-ihsan ala kulli shay. Ahsant. Inna Allah kataba. Allah kataba. We said this writing 
either it is, yani it is two types of writing. That kitab that is qadariyya, kawniyya, and the kitab that is shari'iyya, diniyya. That kitab which is qadariyya, kawniyya, which it is that which Allah has written. Yani from the qadr, from the qadr and the qadr, that which will take place within the creation. But that kitab that is diniyya, shari'iyya, it is that which Allah has legislated. That which is legislated. And so we said that the kitab in that hadith, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْإِحْسَانَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ That Allah has كَتَبَ الْإِحْسَانَ We said the meaning here is what? Diniya shari'iyya. It is a command. يعني إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَرْعَ أَوْجَبَ فَرَضَ Allah has obligated, has, has written, has prescribed and ordered or legislated. Now, But here in this hadith, What's the meaning? Huh? Is it kawniya qadariya or is it diniya shari'iya? Is it yani Allah obligating legislation or is it yani the writing of that which will take place in the creation? It is the writing. kawniya. It is the writing which is connected to that which takes place within the creation. And if all of the ummah were together, together, to benefit you with something or to harm you with something, they would never be able to do so. Unless Allah has written that, that kitabah, qadariyah, kawniyah. Except for that which Allah has written, for it to take place in this creation. Naam. Rufi'at al-aqlam, wa jaffat al-suhf. The pens have been lifted, and the scrolls, have dried. Yani this is also a ta'kid and a stress of that which came before. Hmm? Nothing will change that. No one can change that. No one can benefit you unless Allah has written it for you. The pens have been lifted. Meaning that the pen that wrote in the lawh al-mahfuz, in, uh, in the preserved tablet, has been lifted. Writing is finished. Intahat al-kitabah. The writing is finished. وَجَفَّتِ الصُّحُفِ Also a ta'kid. Yani that that midad and that the ink has has dried. The ink has dried also. And the scrolls have dried. That's it. Finished. Whatever Allah has written to take place will take place. Now, and so this was the laugh and the wording of Al-Tirmadhi, Imam Al-Tirmadhi, but in other than Al-Tirmadhi, we find, Ihfadillah, Tajidhu, Amamak, preserve and protect the hudud of Allah, the boundaries of Allah, you will find him, Amamak, in the previous wording we found, Tijahak, but the same meaning, Amamak, you will find Allah before you. Naam. Ta'arraf, ilallahi firrakha, ya'arifka, يعني be mindful and remember, be mindful of Allah. Remember Allah in your times of ease. He will then remember you in your times of difficulty. And we mentioned uh, last week from the fawaid of taqwa, uh, Whoever fears Allah, then Allah will make a way out for him. He will make a way out for him. And he will provide for him from ways that he never imagined and anticipated. Naam. And as occurred with Yunus alayhi salam, when he was in the belly of the, the whale, Allah subhanahu he said, فَلَوْلَا فَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانْ مِنَ الْمُصَبِّحِينَ مِنَ الْمُصَبِّحِينَ يعني if, Had he not been from the مُصَبِّحِينَ يعني مصلين, From those who used to pray and يعني Remember Allah In the times of ease لَلَبِثَ فِي بَطْنِهِ إِلَى يَوْمِ يُبَعَثُونَ And he would have remained He would have remained in the belly of the whale 
until the day of resurrection. Naam. But when he remembered Allah in those times of ease, then that came through. When he was in difficulty. And Allah remembered him when he was in that difficulty. And likewise, the story of the three who uh, were traveling, and then when the rain yani, became heavy, they uh, resided to uh, a cave, and the a rock fell behind them. And yani, they were ahya, they were alive, but as though they were in a qabr. That's it, alive in a grave. And that's it, death, just waiting for death. And then one of them they said, Think about those actions that you performed. Those righteous actions that you performed in your times of ease. By way of which you can make tawassul. By way of which you can use it to get closer to Allah and to ask Allah to relieve us from this hardship. And so the first, he said, what did he say? What was his action? His righteous action? Birr al-walidain. He was... He was because that birr, that walidain that he had with him, or he he used to, يعني, uh, he used to, how he used to be with his with his parents when he used to go out, and he used to, yeah, uh, and he used to milk the animals, and he would come and he would feed that milk and he would give that milk to his to his parents who would never drink from it until his parents he fed, he fed his parents, but then on one occasion, the camel had left the area of grazing and went far away and he didn't come back until late but when he came home he found that the parents had his parents had fallen asleep and so he he didn't know what to do he 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 didn't want to drink it himself because he, he didn't want to drink until his parents drank the milk and he didn't want to sleep also just in case the parents wake up while he's still asleep and he's not able to serve them and so he waited until they woke up and then gave them the milk and so he asked Allah, he said, Oh Allah, if I did that, ibtigha wajhik, if I did that for you alone, seeking your pleasure, fafruj anna. Then, yani, uh, remove this harm from us and this hardship from us. And so the, the stone moved slightly, but they were, they were not able to, the rock moved slightly, but they were not able to exit the, the cave. And then the second, hmm, the one who, he wanted to commit that fahisha and that zina with Ibn Ammi, with his paternal cousin. And when she came to him when she was in, she was in need, dire need, and she, she, they were in poverty, and uh, he said that I will give you such and such uh, money, I will give you such and such money, if you allow me to do what I want to do with you, that fahisha. And uh, because of that difficult situation she was in, she submitted. And when there was nothing left except for him to do what he wanted to do, and when she allowed him to, to come uh, towards her, then she said, Taqillah, fear Allah, fear Allah. And then he left her. And he feared Allah, and he remembered Allah. He remembered Allah. He remembered when he was able to do what he wanted. There was nothing left now. He could do it. He could do what he wanted to do. But he left. And he left the money with her. He did that because he remembered Allah. And so he said, Oh Allah, if I did that, if I did that seeking your face only purely for you, then remove this harm from us. And so the rock moved slightly. But again, they weren't able to exit. And then the third, what was his action? Now the wage, the wage, the one who employed a man. He employed two men, and one of them he left before taking his salary, taking his wage. And uh, the the man who employed him, he that wage that he was deserving of, he invested it. He invested it. He bought livestock and so on, and that flourished. It flourished. He bought slaves and he bought animals and so on. And then later on, this, this man, he came back seeking his wage. And so he said, this is your wage, all of it. 
this is yours, all of this. And he said, you're, 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 you're mocking me. He said, no. He said, no, this is yours, all of it. Take it. And he took it. And so he said, oh, oh Allah, if I did that, ibtira wajhik, if I did that, purely for you, seeking your pleasure, fafruj anna. Then, remove this hardship from us. And then the rock moved, and they were able to exit. And so here, this is ta'arraf. Uh, be mindful of Allah Remember Allah in your times of, of ease And Allah will be mindful of you And remember you in your time of difficulty Now Know that which passed you that which passed you and didn't happen for you was not going to come to you. It was not going to come to you. You should know that. And likewise, ma asabak, that which came to you, lam yakun liyukhtak. Then, yeah, it was it was not going to pass you by. And so, what does this mean? That which happens to you. That's written for you. There's no way that it was going to not happen to you. And that which didn't happen, there's no way that it was going to happen for you. How, how many times if, yani, do, are we in situations where we, we, we become upset and for days we feel sad about something that didn't happen for us. You wanted something. How many, even from my own experience, when you, when you wanted a car, a specific car, searching for months, looking for the right car, and then the car comes at a good price. Comes at a price that you're like, I have to get this car. And then you call up and the car's gone. He says, sorry, it's sold. Sold, the car's gone. Mm-hmm. And then you start thinking, oh, had I just called him before? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, had I called him a bit earlier? Had I not done such and such, then I would have called him and then I would have bought the car, I would have got a bargain. Hmm? No. Here, we know that if it wasn't written for you, if it wasn't written for you, then there is no way that it would have come to you. No way. No way it can come to you. And likewise, something comes to you. Some hardship comes to you. Some difficulty comes to you. Hmm? And then you start saying, had I not gone to such and such place at such and such time, I would have not been in that situation. Wouldn't have harm would have come to me. No, again, if it's come to you, there's no way that it would have passed you by. No way that it would have passed you by. And all of this is connected to that, to that pillar of Islam, the belief in qadr. And that you believe in qadr, the qadr of Allah, it's good and it's bad. No? Naam, there are يعني, those uh, things that are mentioned that can change the qadr. Likewise, uh, the ayn, the evil eye. And when the likes of this uh, يعني, come in a hadith and so on, then يعني, nothing is outside the qadr of Allah. No, 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 absolutely nothing. Everything is within the knowledge of Allah. And Allah, everything that takes place and that is with the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He has written that down. But rather what that means is that these are يعني, means and things that we can do. Like dua and so on. That we, that we يعني, may do. Which يعني, to us, to us it's as though يعني, uh, you have changed يعني, your uh, that which the path you were on, or that which was going to come to you. But when you ask Allah, then something something come to you. Maybe you were in some hardship, but you asked Allah, and then that hardship was removed. This still does not exit from the qadr of Allah. As for you, from your angle, that thing has been removed and something has changed. But all of it is written and hasn't changed with Allah. Allah knew that you would make that dua, or Allah knew that that ayn would take place. That evil eye would take place. And all of that has been written down. Now, 
So here, the scholars, they mention, and the belief of Ahli Sunnah is that MashaAllah, MashaAllah can, وَمَا لَمْ يَشِئْ لَمْ يَكُنْ MashaAllah can, very important, MashaAllah can, whatever Allah wills, can, will be. وَمَا لَمْ يَشَئْ لَمْ يَكُنْ and the scholars, they mention this in the books of Aqeedah. And that the scholar, that the, uh, Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah is built upon these two sentences that we just mentioned. That this, the Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah is taken, when, it, when we, when it comes to Qadr, is taken from these two sentences. Whatever Allah wills will take place. And whatever he doesn't will, will not take place. And so, mashaAllah can, whatever Allah wills will happen, that is, ma asabak lam yakun liyukhtak. Whatever Allah has written for you, then it will not pass you. MashaAllah can, whatever Allah wills will take place. And, ma lam yashi' لم يكن ما لم يشاء ما لم يشاء لم يكن whatever he doesn't will will not take place that is the explanation of ما أخطأك لم يكن ليصيبك whatever has passed you by and hasn't come to you then it would it will never come to you it's never going to come to you whatever Allah has not willed will not take place. Now, now, and then the Messenger of Allah, after mentioning all of this, he said, وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبْرِ Know that aid and help comes with patience. And so he encouraged, encouraged us to have patience. يعني, that which has passed you by, that which didn't come to you, it was, it was never going to come to you. Huh? It was never going to come to you. But be patient. Be patient. And the aid will come. Hmm? That which passed you by didn't happen. And so you're now you're sad. You're sad. And it may seem difficult. It was never going to come to you. But be patient. Be patient. And likewise, that which came to you, ma asabak, that which did come to you as a trial, and it's, and it's harmful to you, and it's, you're in difficulty, be patient, and know that there is nasr, aid and help with that sabr of yours, with that patience of yours. Now, and likewise, uh, even with um, your enemies, even with enemies, when you have enemies, be patient, be patient, and the aid of Allah will come against يعني, your enemies. Now, and also, after this, the Messenger of Allah, he said, he said, now before that, he said, And know that there is an opening, an opening, and a way out. And Ya'ani relief with that karb and that ya'ani uh, hardship and that ya'ani affliction, that affliction and that difficulty and that uh, hardship that comes. Know that there is, with that, there always comes an opening. And we mentioned the hadith of the uh, three that were in the cave and they said, فَهْفْرُجْ anna From Faraj, Faraj. From Faraj, hmm? yani relieve us from this difficulty. وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى and with difficulty comes ease. فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى as Allah mentions in the Quran. That with Asr, there is Yusra. With difficulty, there is ease. And again, Allah repeated that. With difficulty, 
there is ease. Naam. And so in this there is bashara. There is bashara. And yani glad tidings. Glad tidings that if some hardship has come to you, then in tether al yusr. Wait, wait for that ease. Okay, it has to come. That ease will come. Has to come. Labut. Has to come. Allah said it. With every hardship comes that ease. And so you may say to yourself, you may say, I can't take it. It's too much. It's too difficult. This hardship that you're going through. No. That ease, know that that ease is going to come. And also know, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. It's not possible that Allah is going to burden you with the hardship that you can't bear. Not possible. Because Allah doesn't burden a soul more than it can bear. So when it may seem, may seem that you can't take it anymore and it's difficult, then no, then that ease, that that ease will come. That ease will come. Now. And so here, this hadith, we have tremendous uh, pieces of advice from the Messenger of Allah that he gave to the companion, the Sahabi al-Jaleel, Abdullah ibn Abbas. And with that, we'll suffice. وفق الله الجميع لما يحبه ويرضى وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. The well, I don't recall. I think uh, just in the in the other books of Sunnah, not in the Sahihain, but I believe Abu Dawood and Ibn Majah and others such as such as those. والله أعلم. But the Hadith is Sahih. The hadith is Sahih. نعم.